This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, guys. Now it's time to talk about the bottom line. And that bottom line is one 13-year NFL veteran, Axel Brian Hoyer. Hoyer the Destroyer. Hoyer the Destroyer. I ask you this, Andy Hart. A man who has lost his last 11 starts, who has won in 13 in his last 14 starts, and has a losing career record. Nice guy as he may be. De facto quarterback coach slash assistant offensive coordinator slash specialist slash guru on the sidelines. He has a decent arm, a strong working knowledge of multiple systems and schemes because he played for six NFL teams. Do you think there is any way, shape, or form Brian Hoyer, whether he starts four, five, six games, could possibly, I mean, and, and enough to everybody who thinks they're going to start Bailey Zappi, just knock it off. Do you think there's any way Brian Hoyer can keep them maybe not above water, but at 500 long enough for Mac to come back? Uh, highly unlikely. I never rule anything out. I've just seen too much craziness in the NFL and the Patriots and Belichick over the years. But the reality is, I will say, though, what is the one thing we know about Brian Hoyer for a fact? He's due for a win. He is overdue for a win. <laughs> see, that's, see, that's not a fact. The one thing that we can say with much uncertainty that is largely based in luck and opinion is that he's overdue. Now you sound like my dad at the craps table. Nico, it's got, I, am, okay, I, am due, I am due for a hot dice. Flipping the coin sooner or later, it's going to you know get me what I want. But um, it's highly unlikely. Um, you know, it's interesting because I, I I keep using Bill's words sort of for and against Hoyer. So Bill was asked on the Greg Hill morning show with our friend Shime there about Brian Hoyer. And he said, we have confidence in all our players. That's why they're on the roster. Fair enough, Bill. I understand that. Great. Bill, I would, using that logic, I would return serve on you and say, there's also a reason he's your backup quarterback. You don't think he's that good. Like he's not good enough to start games. Hence, he's a backup quarterback. You're going to have to use him to start games for three weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is. And his record is what it is in the NFL. It's not a winner. And correct me if I'm wrong, this offense already had a lot of effing questions surrounding mm -hmm. play calling, personnel, identity, like all these various issues. And now you're throwing a backup quarterback in the mix who, oh, by the way, Everybody who likes to say, yeah, but he knows the system. Who's got more experience in the system than him? Well, what's the system? I thought we had a new system. I thought we I thought had it was a brand new. Right. So he doesn't I think have. We're all learning. It's not a new system. Well, see, I well, don't know. We're told. They, call it, they call it new. So, well, and so Jason Garrett said that he talked to Belichick in the offseason, and this is now the Mac Jones offense, no longer the Tom Brady offense of old. Right. So if, if we had Brian Hoyer stepping in in Las Vegas for Carr, 
maybe you could say no one knows this system better than than Brian Hoyer. Hoyer. But in New England, if we're to take them at their word that the scheme is new, it's streamlined, it's different, philosophy is different, we go for 50-50 balls down the field, we do these things differently, he's learned that over the last eight months just like everybody else in the system. Can I give a hot take? Uh, well, f- far be it from you to ever want to give a hot take on this program. True. Uh, the Patriots would be better suited to start Bailey Zappi on Sunday. I Absolutely think they would, not. No, I, I think they would get a better performance from the quarterback position if they started Bailey Zappi, specifically because Brian Warriors on this roster to basically be a de facto coach. He's a mentor for Mac Jones on being a quarterback it's not even the system it's not like learning plays mac jones is capable of doing that it's understanding the quarterback position and all the things that come with it and being there on the sideline with them looking at the tape looking at the pictures like hey look at this look at that instead of it having to be joe judge brian hoyer was never supposed to start a game and when it comes to talent on the football field and actually playing the position of quarterback, the Patriots will be better suited mon- Sunday against the Green Bay Packers to start Bailey Zappi over Brian Hoyer. But they'll never do that because Belichick will never put Bailey Zappi out there to the Wolves. Okay, I, 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 I don't think I can technically order a wellness check to your house right now. I understand what you're saying. Look, and I don't think it's see, right no, either I, way. It, Right. It's not it's not an optimal scenario. And of no. course, he doesn't want Brian Hoyer to have to start a game because he already has a starting quarterback. And that starting quarterback needs more game reps and needs more experience exactly. to get better for the future that we all hope is bright and sunny in Foxborough. And right now is covered in storm clouds that have yet to bring forth the rain, pain and thunder that, that they may soon do. You want to see a quarterback throw the ball less than Mac Jones did? against Buffalo in the windstorm of November 2021, put Bailey Zappi in Sunday in See, Green Bay. See, that's stupid. Though. They would like, never let him. A, they would never just be like, get in there, a, kid, and sling it. Here's the thing, no though. Way. If, you, if you are going in, chips are down. Like, nobody on the planet thinks you have a shot at winning. Brian Hoyer is not going to even give you a chance. Why not let the kid who broke FBS records at just slinging the rock come in and sling the rock a little bit? Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? He stinks and you go to Hoyer anyways? Like Against no, you're never going to go to Hoyer once you go to Zappy. You either stick with Zappy, and that's that until the kid gets broken in half. Let the kid sling the rock a little like bit, a like a table at a Buffalo what's tailgate. What's the worst that's going to happen? Like the worst that's going to happen is little... you lose every game. You lose every so game. You're, then you I get don't a better think they're going to lose every game with Brian. At Hoyer. this point, you're not making the playoffs anyways. Like at least, at least try because you know what? The upside that could be Bailey Zappi would be higher than anything Brian Hoyer. So basically, what you're saying right now is punt on the season, see what you have in the kit. I said no. My thing is take a chance. Is it a small, very minute sliver of a chance? Sure as hell is, but it's better than literally folding your season with Brian Hoyer. Okay, the, Andy. I think the reason why Brian Hoyer goes in is a good point on you talking about the system being new in that, you know, if it was in Las Vegas where Stidham would potentially start and it has been anything but wine and roses out in Las Vegas with Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels in his second head coaching stint, they're sitting at 0-3 right now. Stidham starting out there, Brian Hoyer starting out there, they both know that system. This system is new. Okay, but I think what Belichick believes, and so does Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, whomever, is that he's got the experience and they will trust his judgment because Bailey Zappi just hasn't seen. He was an FB. He was a division two quarterback. Turned the ball over three times the last time he started. I a know. Game. I know he did. I don't think he would ever play as poorly as he did in the kid. Dude, they flew out there that day. They had no idea what was good. You can't play worse than he did that day in Kansas city. Want to bet? 
Yeah, I did. Like, I just wait. Play worse. Like I, I, it, I see. Okay, I, I'll go back to the summer. I know for a fact there were days oh, that summer. I said that Bailey Zappi ran the offense the best of the three quarterbacks in his limited reps on the practice field. He didn't scramble as much. He would hit his back foot. He would make some throws. He is a slinger. He's not afraid to throw the football. I think we saw that in the preseason. He can make plays. He'll give some plays up. There would definitely be a roller coaster of playmaking if Bailey Zappi played. But I don't think it would necessarily be the wheels falling off if he played based on what I saw in the summer, maybe it would be, maybe it would be that Peterman guy who threw like five picks and a half or whatever the hell he yeah. did in Buffalo. Ah, Nathan you. Peterman. Um, but you know, there were times that, this summer where Zappy looked capable. He looked capable of running the offense and making the throws. He has no fear. I can tell you that dude's going to mm -hmm. sling it. Dude's going to throw it, trust his arm too much, trust his reads too much. And that would get him in trouble at times over a, four-week span, a six-week span. There would be some interceptions and plays for the other team. But I don't think it's the most ridiculous thing in the world to suggest that he could play because the bottom line is you lost your starting quarterback. Like, that's that was a major drop-off. That's, that's the big story, kind of, whether Hoyer or Zappi. Like, it should be Hoyer for one reason for me. That's why you have him here. Like, you paid him. Like, give him his shot, I guess. Like, and I think that's fair to him. Like you, you were right, Shime. I think there were, there's aspects of his role that are simply mentor, QB coach, that whole thing. But I think he deserves the the shot if he wants to. Still at this point in his career, like okay, the quarterback went down. You're listed as the backup. You now start the game. Like maybe this is your chance to end your career, literally end your career with a victory, and like get 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 off the schneid, as Chris Berman would say. So, but if he doesn't, if he stinks, which I think he could. Like, no disrespect to him. He's a journeyman backup quarterback. You know, there's also that thing. Where was he drafted? Not in the fourth round. Like in the sixth just, round out of Michigan State? Just entering the league, the idea is Bailey Zappi's a better talent. The Patriots decided that. They used a higher commodity on him to bring him into the league. Doesn't mean he's ready. Doesn't mean he actually is better, right? Doesn't mean he's going to have a decade-plus career as a backup or anything like that. I'm just saying, entering the league, the perception was – he was a better prospect. That's how he got drafted earlier. So, but I would go back to the, like the simple, you're in trouble. Like you're, anytime a team goes in, I know Cooper Rush has three wins as a backup. That's yep. great. That's unlikely. Like when you start mm -hmm. these guys, the that offense is there. You know what the funny thing is, Andy, having watched the Giants Dallas game on Monday night and watching a lot of Cowboys since they're a national team. They're actually playing the kind of football their team is built to play now with Cooper Rush in there. There is no quarterback controversy in there. And maybe they'll be able to, uh, I, at least I don't believe. But maybe Jerry Dak Jones brought it up. Wouldn't it be great if we had a decision to make? I when, know when he Dak did helped. as well. And Mike McCarthy, la old old Hamburger Charlie, laughed it off. Oh, and good Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore can learn a lot from what's gone on because I think they're actually playing the style of football their team is built to play now. I think they're actually going to do okay as well. Uh, wild card team, probably like back when we had our prediction podcast. If Bill Belichick, okay, every decision begins and ends with Coach Belichick, GM, de facto, Lord Emperor, everything, right? Just ask. Then now, yeah, just as it was drawn up, right? Just a yep. nice light workload. Do your job. I have 15, but everyone else just do your one job. Oh, Patricia, you have three as well. Uh, if this is the way he wants to run things, then there is no game where the Patriots need a bigger Bill Belichick handprint all over everything 
than this Sunday when they are 10 and a half point underdogs at 425 p.m. at Lambeau Field against a Green Bay Packers team that, let's be honest, and we'll get into our Packers preview in a couple of days, but that's not a perfect Packers squad. They're not going up against the, you know, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, prime Aaron Rodgers, mid-2010s offense, Green Bay Packers with, they have a good defense, but I don't think it's it's like they're going to be up 17 nothing coming right out of the tunnel as well. Like if you get Bill Belichick to find a way to keep them in check long enough, maybe you catch a 50-50 ball or two. Maybe you get a couple of runs out of them and maybe you at least keep it close. Yeah, I, I think there's a chance they can keep it close. Like I've already said, I, actually my lead this morning on the Greg Hill Show was Vegas is giving you 10 and a half points as a New England Patriots. As a better, I want to take that 10 and a half points. Like I think... I think the defense will have positive regression from last week in that Bill Belichick will not allow them to be um, as sloppy against Aaron Rodgers as they were against Lamar Jackson. It's just not going to happen. I I don't think he would ever allow that within himself being the defensive coach that he is. So, A, I think the defense is better next week. And so if that's the case, I think it's very similar to what you saw in that Green Bay-Tampa Bay game, right, where it's just this slog. It's like – it's like – nine to six at halftime or something or nine to three or 10 to six or whatever. And and it ends up being 14 to 12 as the final score. Like, I I think that is very, very plausible. I don't expect this game to get into the twenties. I don't expect the Packers to pop off. Their offense is, is not all that great right now. It's literally just the two running backs and then sprinkling a little Romeo Dobbs. So I just, I, I I would say, I, I think the Patriots will keep this close. This game will look competitive, but I just I don't see I don't see an opportunity from the for them to win necessarily. You give him a chance to keep it close, Andy. Oh, I I always give Bill Belichick a, a chance to keep it close. Um, the the one thing I will say is looking back to last week, they didn't meet the challenge of a special talent at the quarterback position and Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And I, I told you this, Fitzy, they. I think the Patriots were always losing that game. I think Lamar was plus wanting you. Whatever you did, he was going to one up you till the till the final whistle to get the win. And wherever the score needed to go, his playmaking needed to go. Very different challenge this week, but you're still going up against a special talent in Aaron Rodgers. He has the MVPs to show you that he's not going to run. He can keep plays alive, though. He's a much more accurate passer. He's generally not loose with the football so to count on getting a couple quote unquote from him not a great way to live that's not a that's not a high uh success proposition to just count on him to throw you the football do they have questions about their weapons and yeah certainly 100% but so do you and another thing i'm keeping an eye on here like if we started the year on the six rings pod and we may have even asked the question at some point you know guys you can't afford to lose mac would be atop the list You're now losing him. I think we probably would have said Jacoby Myers. We probably would have said Kyle Duggar. And those are guys that are missing time right now, missing last week's game against the Ravens. I don't know what their health status will be moving forward, but this team is not talented enough or deep enough. Lawrence Guy didn't finish the game last week. And that's when the running game, we talked about that in the postgame show. I think this was a sneaky hidden storyline from last week that the run game started to fall apart when Lawrence Guy missed some time. Uh, got dinged up. I think it was a shoulder injury. You got to hope that he's going to be able to gut it out there in Green Bay because that's a whale of a one-two punch they bring at you with 
uh, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Plus David Bakhtiari, one of the best left tackles in all football is back back. and healthy and back and healthy and looking good and probably ready to slam a lot of beers in the name of a victory over Belichick and the Patriots. Look, we got a whole preview podcast coming up in just a couple days for Patriots Packers with special guests on the local scene on the Packers beat and much more. There was a lot of good that came out of Sunday's game. Then fortunately there was also a, enough bad, if not plenty of bad. And now we're having to sift through it all because it looks like there'll at least be a backup quarterback starting on Sunday with potentially some other injuries to deal with. Look, Pat, no doubt. I'm not going to say the Pats. What would you say? I'll at the final question. I'll say the Pats are in hot water right now. Would you say if I asked the question, the Pats are in blank right now. How would you finish it? Like classic panic meter kind of. Yeah. Like you would you say the Pats are in turmoil, in trouble, in deep shit? What would you say? Yeah, they're, I, I'd say in trouble. Like, I don't think they're like, it's not like a 10 on the panic meter by any means, but you're right in that like seven range right now because guys are just getting hurt left and right, especially your starting quarterback. You're not sure exactly the timetable for your quarterback either. So it could be three weeks. It could be six or seven. Uh, It's you're in this really weird spot. And if you continue to lose football games because you have to start Axel, Brian Hoyer, um, you, I mean, your season's done. You might as well just play for the top five pick, get Will Anderson, get a stud on your, uh, get another stud on the defensive line and move forward. I call that the Bengals plan of attack they built their team yep. um and we can get into that maybe in a minute but uh i think you're porked um i i wasn't going to pick the patriots to beat the packers with a healthy mac jones going to green bay like i think you were falling to one and three with mac jones at quarterback and now you have brian hoyer at quarterback and i'm supposed to believe there's not again if there's not a significant drop off then the discussion shouldn't really be about this week, this game, or anything else. The discussion should be, why is there not a significant drop-off from Mac Jones to Brian Hoyer? So I think there is a drop-off. I actually think one of the silver linings that will come out of this might be a little bit more appreciation for Mac Jones, for people that were throwing barbs his way early in a difficult season with a new scheme, a new coordinator, bad coaching. I think you may see, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Remember that Ravens game when he got hurt? He actually looked pretty good and he was making the most out of his opportunities. Maybe we shouldn't have been so hard on him because now it looks really bad with Brian Hoyer executing Matt Patricia and Joe Judge's plays and scheme and all that. So I think an appreciation for Mac Jones might come out of this, but you're in trouble record wise. If you think, I mean, I thought they were a nine win team. So now what do I have to go? Let's say he misses. Let's just use the number six. Six games. Let's just put that out there. Two to eight. So it's in the five to six average range. I got to go at least minus two, right? From what I would have been with Mac Jones. Minus, he's going to be two games worse. Fitzy, what was it? Oh, for his last 11? Yep. Brian Hoyer? Mm -hmm. So I have to go at least minus two on the win total. So they went from a nine and eight team to a seven and 10 team and maybe worse than that. Yeah, so beating those those games against the Lions-Browns where with Mac Jones, you're probably winning those games become real toss-ups. And so, listen, I will, I'll say this as we wrap this segment up and get to a quick final segment here on the old six-ringer. Uh, there is not a single game, if Brian Hoyer comes in and plays at the Hoyerian levels that he has played at, the Hoisterian levels of recent year, there is not a single game the rest of the way that is a guaranteed dub or a shoe win. 
even it's that not, Bears game where Justin Fields has yep. only competed thir- 23 balls this season. Uh, even the Jets not, games, even the yep. Bears game, none of them are guaranteed dubs the rest of the way. So 100%. don't miss a minute. And of course, as always, when you need up-to-the-minute analysis, news, info, and more, you check in with your guys at Six Rings. And Sunday, we'll find out on the post-game show with Fitzy and Hart if the Patriots were quarterbacked by Axel Throws or Axel Blows. <laughs> You're welcome. You. 